Hayachi Media. Bars over beef. 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 Yeah, yeah. I really in the building. This for all my fat. Fat boys winning. Fat boys winning. Better get you one, she said. Fat boys winning. It's my season, started flexing, almost lost my breathing, girl you sexy, first time that we meeting, I know you hungry, tell me what we eating, she want a fat boy, she say her man skinny, she know I'm eating, she say I ate too many, she want a cutter, told her meet me in the kitchen, she want a fat boy, cause she know we winning, she say, What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, what's popping? What's popping, y'all? What's happening? Bro, hey, conversions in this on? thing. Good. Man, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Conversions, man. Ayachi Media House. Y'all know what it is. It's bars of a beef conversions live with comedian Ira Lee. Man, I'm your host, Vel. So I want to introduce my host, Start with Rip. No, actually, the lady of the room. I want to go with her first, the ladies first. Tarika, sis, what's happening? How you doing? Hey, everybody. What's going on? I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited. We're back on Clubhouse. It's been a, a few weeks and excited to see um, what we're going to get into with uh, with Ira. I, I haven't heard from him in a while, so I'm excited about that. Hopefully, everybody's doing good and having a good Monday night so far. Make sure y'all pick people into the room. But yeah, I'm doing good. How y'all feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Rip, man. Man, what's up with you, brother? How you doing? You playing that good music out here? Hey, what's man, up? I'm feeling great, man. You know who that was, man. That was a uh, comedian, Ira Lee, man, on the ones and twos on that thing, man. Sound like the sound like he's a comedian and a rapper, if you ask me. Yeah, that's what I got. You know what I mean? So, without further ado, the guy in the room, big guy in the room, aka Shook Knight. What's up, Ira Lee? How you doing, brother? Good. I'm in the building. What's going on, everybody? No, nah, I was just going to say, man, we great, man. Just tapping in, man, ready to hear a few things about you, what you got going on, man. You know, we excited, man, to hear anytime somebody's coming off of a damn cruise, a, a oh, comedy man. cruise, you know oh, what I'm man. talking about? Listen, that comedy cruise was a whole different whole different vibe, I am. But it was, it was nice, man. I was on there for like a week. Uh, the first half I went by myself. Then uh, the second half, my wife came and joined me. It was nice, man, meeting meeting a lot of people, uh, making people laugh, and doing a mini vacation at the same time. So it was it was love, man. Like, we had fun. All right, before we jump to that, man, because I know that's going to be part of your, 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 your journey being a comedian and everything you've been doing lately. So I kind of want to start from the beginning, bro. You know what I mean? How you got into it, where you from. So just kind of start off in the early days. Why are you doing comedy? So basically, man, where are you from? Why are you in the comedy? And, you know, and we can kind of start from there, brother. Well, I'm born and raised right here in Riviera Beach, Florida. Been here all my life. Uh, the only awards I won in school was Class Clown. Never made on the road. 
never went to Washington, D.C. My sister and brother did all that. I was class clown. And um, one day I was out at uh, Wet Willie's, and um, a guy I used to work with was in there with one of his uh, female friends, and he saw me, and he started cracking jokes and stuff like that, and we started going back and forth, and the owner of the improv was there the whole time, and she asked me, do I do stand-up comedy? I told her no. So, but she told me I should definitely look into it because I got a natural act in it. So, um, I jumped on stage to open mic. I did it one time and I didn't take it serious until, uh, my grandma was, uh, sick. And, uh, she was like one of the first ones that told me I should do stand up. And, you know, she was on her deathbed and, you know, she just pretty much told me like, you know, don't wait till the last minute. And then you wonder what if, if you would have did something. So after that, three years later, I got back on stage and took it serious. And I've been doing it ever since. Man, you talking about some motivation, man. Um, my condolences to your, your grandmother, you know what I mean? Uh, for her to say that in that situation, she must really believe in the passion that you have for comedy. So that's why, more likely you're doing it now. Uh, do you use any of your life in your comedy? Is that is that how you, you know, build your jokes up? How is that going on your writing ability stating your jokes? Yeah, I use I use my life. I use my life experience, everything I done been through, uh stuff my family been through and stuff like that. I try to I try to talk about my personal life. That way I'm being honest and funny at the same time. And nobody saying I'm stealing their material, stealing their jokes and stuff like that. So I try to keep it natural and talk about the stuff that I know. I don't really talk about politics and religion because some of that stuff is serious to people. So I pretty much talk about what I know. That way it's natural. I feel like it comes off a little easier to be something that you are than try to reinvent something that's not, right? So <laughs> I can see how that could definitely yeah. work for you, man. Yeah, oh. man. I mean, because I ain't going to lie, man. Um, I've been loving comedy since I was a kid, and uh, I done seen a lot of comedians have that attitude where they don't care. Like, they talk about anything, and they just don't care. I I try not to be like that because I haven't made it to that that top level yet. And you know how this whole cancer culture is. And I try not to, you know, I try not to, to go too far out like some of the comedians my dad had me watching because he showed me Richard Pryor. <laughs> he showed me Red Fox. <laughs> he showed me... He showed me a lot of people growing up. My mama wouldn't allow me to look at it, but my dad, he ah. maybe he maybe he saw it too, because he he definitely had me looking at the comedy uh, videos, the Richard Pryors and the Red Fox and stuff. The like Dolomites, that. the Dolomite way down in the jungle deep. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Come on, man! Everybody know Dolomite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did a, a remake with Eddie Murphy. And it was I don't like, know the Dolomites. 
Oh, you don't know Rudy you don't know, Ray. You don't know who is? And Rudy Ray Moore. Oh no. Yeah, Rudy Mm-mm. Ray Moore. The, the only Rudy I know is Rudy's Chicken in Oak Cliff. No, I'm just joking. Oh man. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got to pull up. And Rudy, mic. and she know Rudy Huxtable. You're right. I do. Yeah. I do know Rudy Huckleberry. Yeah, I do. Uh, 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 uh. No, you got. You got to look up Dolomite. Classic. I'm gonna check it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tarika. No, I said, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I, I, I really like what you're saying. I, I want to ask you a question. Um, Do you have any kids? Oh, yeah. How no, many kids you got? Three. Okay, okay. Tell us about your kids and how, you know, bringing them up. How is that? Are they grown? Are they almost grown? What is that one. like Like with your family? Oh, man, the family. I love my family. I got one that's grown. Oh. Uh, she 20. Then I got two little ones that's uh 10 and 6. Two girls, one boy. And so my oldest, she live in Orlando. And then uh the two youngest, we right here in uh Port St. Lucie, Florida. And uh, one is a soccer player, one is a gymnastics. And the oldest one, she's uh, in school for nursing. So, wow. we, you know, we got some uh, productive kids out here. My wife, she uh head of a bank. You know, I own my own trucking business when I'm not doing stand-up. So we we got a nice family out here. We, we, we together all the time. There's nothing... Nothing better than family, so we try to keep that. We try to keep that together. Wow, I love it. I actually, um, I actually wanted to ask you about your wife because I saw you guys performing together, and I wanted to see, you know, how is that like? You get to get on stage and perform and do your comedy stand up, and I think she may sing and dance or something of that nature. Can you tell us about that? No, my wife, she, uh, she just like a huge supporter she she really believes in me she 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 pushes me so anything i got going on she try to be a part of it she 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 is the she the motor on the car so it's like she does everything she she do karaoke. That's that's probably what you that's probably what you seen. We was on a cruise. I was performing on that cruise and we did uh karaoke. She a huge fan of uh Tina Turner. And she she pretty much know all Tina Turner songs. So we did uh karaoke. She was Tina. I was Ike. But she uh she definitely my number one supporter. Me and her got some things coming out together. Uh, we got a podcast coming out. We got the the radio show coming out. So she never been into this type of stuff, but she believes in me. So I decided instead of doing it with a stranger, why not keep it in the family and do it with my number one fan, my best friend. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you. I like that. That that, that look. I'm gonna pass it hey. to Rip because I I asked I asked my question. I just wanted to know hey, about they the say, family. You, you know they you know they say uh 
Oh, man, ain't nothing without a strong woman behind him. And so. a car can't go without a motor. So, hey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Facts. Hey, y'all know what's going on out here. Man, Ira, <clears throat> you know, I was um, I was taken back when you was down here in Atlanta for our live ATL show. But I'm like, Vail, uh, going back in time, you know, uh, you know, I didn't I don't know if I finished listening to who you were and, you know, growing up as a kid. But, you know, how was the your adolescent life um, growing up in school? Like like so I heard you say a little bit about cracking jokes, but was it other people that were competitive around you that were, you know, looking to be a comedian as well? Like cracking jokes on you? Like were y'all going back and forth? Oh, man. It, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Know, like, you, you know what's, what's crazy about that? I was always funny around my family. I was shy when I went outside, when I went to school, like I was just shy. And um, when I got to high, no, I say middle school. Middle school, I was a big kid. Like I was big. Like when, when we went school shopping, my mama would buy all sweatsuits because she didn't want to deal with trying to try on jeans and shirts. So she would just buy a bunch of sweatsuits. So I'd be the only kid with a whole sweatsuit on with 95 degrees weather. So I would get picked on a lot. And I never joked back. It was till I met a dude named Mario. He used to get me so bad. Like he used to have the whole school laughing at me. And then uh, one day, I guess he felt bad. And then he was like, Man, y'all ain't finna keep laughing at my boy and stuff like that. So I started hanging around with him. He took me like kind of like under his wing because he was known as the king roaster. He was known as the the funniest dude in the school. So I started hanging around with him. I started watching him. So I started bringing my funny I, that I did around my family. And that's when he was like, oh, man, you you funny. Why you don't why you don't? joke back and stuff like that and I used to tell a man I'm shy and blah 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 but after hanging with him that's when I started seeing the 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 competitive like other people going back and forth and that's when I used to like get in battles and stuff like that I started losing then all of a sudden I started winning then I became like one of the best jokers in the school People wouldn't joke with me no more. They'll go to other people before they come to me. And it got to the point, like, I would joke so bad that people would want to fight me. I would have the whole cafeteria laughing. Sometimes they wouldn't come to school the next day. Like, it was just, once I got that confidence, oh, it was over with. I ain't see nobody. I was ready for, I was ready for war. <laughs> Man, that, I can only imagine. I can only imagine being at the lunch table with you. Oh man, it was it was crazy. Like I, I got so many referrals, and like they didn't even know what to write on a referral because it was, it was nothing on a referral that that matched why I got in trouble. Because I really got in trouble just by making people laugh. So yeah, that's ridiculous. You got the bad <laughs> slip. You got the bad yeah. slip for helping extending people's <laughs> lives cuz you know, the more you the more you laugh and and shit like that, the longer you live. You know what I'm saying? So, if people keep that in their minds when they're operating, you know, the more you laugh, if you laugh every day, 
you're extending your life. So exactly. that, those, those guys should have been doing you a favor back then. You know what I'm saying? But man, moving on to uh, the, the, the live show that we had here in Atlanta, man, I want to talk a little bit about that, man. Can you, can you tell us what your experience was like with, uh, with bars over beef um, as it relates to the live show uh, that you came down here? You came all the way from Florida, man. Y'all, I think I, I want to say you drove. Yeah, you know what we I'm did. Saying? We did. You drove we, all the we, way down here from Florida, and I don't know how many hours, I can't remember how many hours of a drive you are from Atlanta, but I know it's not a, a real quick drive. No, man, it was a nine-hour drive, man. And like I told y'all when I got there, I did it with two old people, my mom and my dad, and, it, and that nine-hour drive turned into 16 hours. <laughs> they, had to, <laughs> they had to stop every two minutes. It was it was, it was was crazy, man, but what? But once we got there, man, we uh, you know, we checked in because we stayed. We ended up staying at the hotel. Um, I forgot what hotel we stayed in, but we we hung out. We went and got some. We went and tried some uh, Atlanta food that we don't have down here in Florida. I forgot the name of the restaurant, but we went to a Jamaican restaurant. Tried that; it was pretty good. Um, and then when we came to the the showcase, man, it was nice. I ain't gonna lie, when I first got there. My mom and daddy started laughing because, boy, look at him. When I first got there, I was like, nah, we ain't at the right place. We are not at the right place. But when we got to the place, I was like, man, this looked like a church. Then it looked like a halfway house. Then it looked like where the crackheads be at. <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, man, are we, are we at the right spot? Or are we finna get robbed? Somebody tell me something. Hey, that's but it funny. Was, but it was nice though, man. I had I had fun. I got to meet got to meet some uh, some new uh, some new people that I, I I've been in contact with ever since we uh, did the show. But it was nice, man. A lot of a lot of talent, a lot of talent that was at that uh, that show. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, and and that's why we like to, you know, put the put these type of platforms on for for any talent you know what i mean you may go up against a a gospel singer you know dealing with yeah. one of our one of our competitions it, it it doesn't matter what type of talent that you have and shout out to every, uh renee that's in the room i see we see you down there renee thank you for uh stopping in this is bars over beef conversions with comedian ira lee out of florida you know what i'm saying he had a nice um he had a nice show with us august 28th we had a we had a really nice show and he was one of our um he was one of our performers and he came down here and lit the stage on fire. And so, you know, now we're, we're talking about it in our conversions podcast and, you know, just getting to know, I really a little bit more. So if you didn't get a chance to check him out in the very beginning, he has a song. He also does music. So we played this song in the beginning. Um, Ira, tell us a little bit about that, man. Are you, are you, are you rapping? How's that coming along? I saw you got a couple songs on, on uh, Apple music. I didn't really see a lot, but just the fact that you yeah, have think, some songs on there yeah, and you're a I think it's like three of them. I think it's like three of them on there because, cause what, cause what it was, I uh, I started, I started this, this saying "Fat Boys Winning" because I um, uh, I forgot where I was, but I performed when my T-shirt said "Fat Lives Matter." It was, it was, it was, it was right around the time they came out with the "Black Lives Matter," so I tried to make a, a joke. Cause you know they say a good comedian can turn anything into a joke, so I tried to make a joke out of that movement, you know, to get people laughing, so people could relax and not be so serious. 
And I actually wore that shirt on stage and it was a hit. So everybody was like, oh man, that's a funny shirt, Fat Lives Matter. And that Fat Lives Matter went to, well, y'all know how it is, you know, fat boys winning, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept that, I just kept that going. And then um, one day I was with, one day I was with a friend of mine, he's a rapper. And I told him, hey, I want to do a rap song. I see Lil Duval doing a rap music and R&B music here to me. I want to do a rap song, but I can't rap. So I'm telling this to my friend. Uh, he's a local rapper, J-Mo, that's down here out of Revere Beach. He on uh, Spotify, too. Make sure y'all check him out, J-Mo. I, um, you know, I told him my idea, but I told him I can't rap. So right then and there, he was like, man, just, let's find a beat. We found the beat with no pen, no paper. He came up with the two verses. And then I put the verses on the track. And then he was like, man, you should get a, a girl singer. A friend of mine named Bridget, she's a real singer. She came through. She wrote she uh wrote her 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 hook and sung the and sung the uh sung the chorus and all that stuff and then next thing you know it turned into a hit so I was like okay let me try to lease the beat and all that so I can try to make money off of it because people actually like the song and that's how that song came uh came out the whole Fat Boys winning song and then um. They told me I should go back and do a part two. I should make a remix. So the first one is clean. Like you can play it at family parties and stuff like that because it's not cussing in it. It's a clean version. But the second one, that's a little more dirty. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little more dirty. It's called uh, Fat Boys Winter Part Two Bedroom Edition. So that one, it got a little dirty, it got a little nasty because that one is about why we went in the bedroom. The first one was just like a little party, but the second one, that's more of a take your girl in the room and and, and do your thing. And um, that one came with my other homeboy, which is a, a rapper, Mean Green. He helped me write that one. That's how that one came. And then I think the third song on there is called Taxes. I got a joke about income taxes, and I just turned it into a song. That's all that was. So I think it's like three on there. Yeah, you got radio edited or something on there, I saw. Yeah, 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 because, you know, they say I should try to make make one for the radio just in case it, it blows. Mm-hmm. It's already radio ready. Already ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, uh, that, that pretty much covers it for me for now, man. Uh, let's let's uh, go ahead and hand it over to my man, my my brother, my partner, Vale. Vale, what you got for him, man? You know, I remember. I want to go back a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you were talking about how sense how the sensitivity level has been raised in comedy, so you have to be a little bit, you know strategic about what you say a little more careful what has caused that change why why has it gone from the way comedy was with the richard priors and the, and the eddie murphy's and guys like that to now your era and you have to be a little bit more 
cautious about what you say. What what caused that change, you think? I think it's just people being sensitive. Like, people's feelings get hurt so easy now. Like, everybody didn't take everything so serious back in the day. The way, like, with Richard Pryor and, and um, you know, Dolomite and Red Fox. Like, people just wanted to laugh. People just wanted to have a good time. And, and I don't understand why people even go to these comedy shows if they sensitive. Like, I think if, if the sensitive people stay home, I think we can say what we want to say because if I'm going to a comedy show, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going in there sensitive. I'm going in there to hear what these people got to say. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, I, I think that's what it is. People are just too sensitive right now, and especially when, you, especially when you talk about, you know, the gays and stuff like that. Because I, because you know, back in back back in the day, them gays was tough back in the day. You couldn't hurt a gay person feeling back in the day. Nah. You say one thing and that's it, man. Your whole career is over with. So I think that's why I think that's why a lot of people try to be careful. Well, I'd say the ones that haven't made it to that level yet, versus the the Corey Holcombs of the world. You know, he he's at that level. He don't care what he say. He don't care if he hurts your feelings or not. He make bets backstage of how many people he gonna make walk out. So it's like when you get to that level. I think you don't care, but when you like in my situation where you're trying to get to that level, you try to keep it safe. That way, if you do make it to that level, they don't find videos of you back in the day. Now they want to cancel you before you even start your career. Yeah, so I know that that cancel culture thing, and and, and that's why I'm you know touching on this subject because it, it, it I see what Dave Chappelle does, and I and I see what he's able to say. And I feel like, as a comedian, there's a strategic way in in, uh, in the way you write your jokes, right? So, you know, you're gonna touch some feelings, but you want to also, you know, wake them up. Like, oh, I didn't look at it in that way. Is that right. the way that the comedy comes? Is more of a, a angle that you look at the way we look at everything else in reality? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say yeah, man. Cause like how how Dave Chappelle do it. That's why that's why I consider Dave Chappelle is as the the goat because he says stuff and he and he get people upset he rough and feathered but the way he said is not as hurtful but it's the truth and he, and people still laugh people still have a good time like like the like the netflix uh special he did the closure they wanted the boy they wanted to boycott that 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 Netflix special, but Netflix say no. Netflix told the workers, "If y'all offended, go work somewhere else." They not taking it down. So I think it's I think you can say what you want to say. It's just how you say it for like for for up and coming. The ones that already got the ones that's established already. I think they just don't care because you ain't go you ain't go break their bread. But I think the one that's coming up. You probably gotta strategize how you gonna say the joke. 
it seemed like that adds a little bit more pressure to the writing process on when you want to go a certain direction, you have to pull back because you think it might be too offensive. So that makes you kind of like throw a whole joke out. Is that like shit you go through? Well, I, I would, I would never throw a whole joke out. I might not use it for that crowd, but like if I if I if I go to a crowd that I know that's, I ain't gonna say ratchet, but if I know that they dare to have a good time and they don't care, I use it. It, it you know, it just depends. You know that it comes with you reading your crowd. You just gotta read your crowd and and go off what you think will work and and what might not work. So it's all about reading your crowd. That's pretty much how that goes. But like I write, I write with no limits. Like I write however I feel. And then when I get to the show and I read that crowd, I might say, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna say that joke, but I can say it. I can say this or I can take that line out and add that line. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an art. Like you just gotta be ready for a different crowd sound like you got some game on you my brother you're dropping jewels in the room you know what i mean so it sounds like you've been working with some people who've been seasoned and seem like they've been passing that game down to you also for oh, your experience. Man, I, oh man I, yeah, I, tell I, us, I, yeah tell us some of the people you didn't work with man i want to hear I some oh some of work, your work brother i don't work with some some grace man i don't been on the road with i don't been on the road with mike epps mike epps taught me some game uh, the Wayne brothers taught me some game. Uh, Lavelle Crawford, Lavelle Crawford, he taught me a lot because I, I've been, I've been with him for like three years now. I'm with him a lot. And then you got, like I say, Corey Holcomb. And then you got Sinbad. Um, you got some more. Uh, Monique. Um, Bruce Bruce. Dia Hughley. Like, these are all the people that I have worked with and have learned something from. Like, I don't know. I don't been around some, 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 some great comedians. Man, if you can, if you can give a, like something, what you learn from somebody in particular, and then also a story of you being on the road touring something funny. You know, to loud it up a little bit for the listeners, man. I know they want to hear something funny from you. So kind of like a funny story. And also, like I said, if you could, in whatever arrangement you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you I, guys on the road. Well, uh, well I did. Learn, well, my wife, my wife sleep right now. So I can wait to tell this story. I did um, learn something from Lavelle. One time, one time I went to, uh, one time we was in Orlando. Now, see, I'm the type that when I go on the road, I like to hang out. I don't like to sit in the hotel. I like to hang out. I like to explore. And uh, one weekend, I think I, I think we was in Orlando. Yeah, we was in Orlando, Florida, at the Improv. I got there Friday. Oh no, I got there Friday morning, and my my daughter, my daughter's mom, live in Orlando. So, I think that was Friday, yeah, Friday night. Friday night, she she said she was coming through. She came through. We uh we uh we hung out. Well, the driver asked me 
am I ready to go back to the room? I told the driver, no, I'm going to hang out with so-and-so. And he said, okay, make sure you let Lavelle and his road manager know. I'm like, man, I'm a grown man. I ain't got to let them know. I didn't know that they responsible for me when I'm out on the road with them. So I disappear. They can't find me. They they talking about uh, taking me off the show and stuff like that because I'm out here just being stupid, out here chasing coochie because, you know, that's a, that's a man. <laughs> that's a man. That's like a man biggest downfall. So I'm out here finna mess up my money and my opportunity trying to chase some coochie. So I come back to the hotel. I swear to God, it's like 5.30. It's like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I come in, I come in the hotel. The the the, uh, the feature comedian and the road manager sitting right there in the cut. I ain't see him at first. I call myself sneaking in the hotel, making sure ain't no, making sure ain't nobody from the Lavelle Crawford team see me. I go around to the elevator. The road manager and the other comedian looking right at me, talking about, yeah, where you like? I'm talking about talking to me like they my parents. So I'm like, man. We going that, we going back and forth. I'm talking real big, and then it was like, okay, we finna tell Lavelle. That's when I turned into a whole girl and went to bed and like, hey, please don't tell, please don't tell Lavelle. And like y'all ain't even never see me. Tell me I was tell Lavelle I was in in the room the whole time. So they said, all right. An hour later, I go in the room. Lavelle knocking on the door, saying it's time to go fishing. So I had to make up a lie and say why I couldn't go fishing. Cause he liked to fish, I liked to party. So it was, it was crazy. But that, but that night, we know that next night, I learned if you're trying to do this for real, you got to take these opportunities serious. You can't be out here wilding, acting like you a celebrity because everything paid for, and you making people laugh and people want to hang out with you. That night, I learned. Keep that, keep that, that part of the game first. Like when you out here on this road, you out here to work. You ain't out here to sleep with random people and all. Like you out here to work. Cause I was a boy. Cause I was a dog. No condom and all. I was out here raw dogging. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was out here, I was out here playing Russian roulette with my dick. That's what it sounds like, man. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, well, if I got it, she got it. We gonna die together. Fuck it. This nigga here, hey man. You know, and, and that's a real fact, though. You know what I mean, like. To really learn the lessons, like the value, it ain't always about the money. It ain't always about, yeah, I'm getting this for free. I'm a celebrity. You know what I mean? I want to be able to do this longevity. So, you know, one night, I don't want to ruin it. You know what I'm saying? Just so, you know, and then I want to be able to do this for a long time. So I respect that, man, the lesson that you learned from that, man. Yeah, so I appreciate that story, dog, for sure. Telling the story and the lesson in the same time was dope. So I want to say, man, this is an audio, right? And I, I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm moving on to my fellow host. Uh huh, nigga, you look like Suge Knight. Okay, <laughs> right. Go hey, I'm listen. Go ahead. <laughs> listen, 
Hey, repeat it again, Bill. What what'd you I say? The nigga <laughs> look like Shug motherfucking night. You understand? Mary, yeah. what is it? Miriam night night. <laughs> what? Listen, when I tell, when I tell, you when sound I like you. uh you sound like uh Will Smith when uh Reggie came to the door for uh Martin daughter. You look like you're 35. <laughs> like you look 30. <laughs> is that Shug Knight? Man, they say I look like him. You did with that picture that you got on Instagram with your belly out. Yeah, you did. Man, listen, when I, listen, when I, I did, when I did that cruise, when I did, when I did the cruise, I, 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 I shit you not. When I got on that cruise, so many people walked up to me. Even, even, even one lady said, "Sure, when you got out of jail," and I thought she was playing. And she was like, she was like, "Sure, I, I know you hear me." When you got out of jail, now in my head, I know she's talking to me, but I'm like, nah, she, I ain't no damn sure. Nah. And she grabbed me. And she was like, oh, you ain't sure? Boy, you look just like sure. And, and then when she said that, she said it loud. And I tell you, a whole gang of people ran over to me and started taking pictures and told me, hey, if they ever do a, a, a bio picture to a sure night, <laughs> you better apply. Because you look just like them. And then when I got on stage, uh, the uh, the uh, the lady introduced me as Ira Lee, and uh, they was like, "Oh my God, that shit!" Because the fr- this happened the first day I got on the ship, because I didn't even tell them that I was the, I was the comedian performing on the ship. I was just like, just letting them do what they could do, and then when I, when they brought me out on stage, and the and the crowd was like, "Hey, look, that shit, that uh, that short short night. Oh, he the comedian for the ship." Like they like that whole cruise did not call me hourly. They don't even know me as hourly. They know me as sure. <laughs> man, that's, that's how. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Rick. I was just saying that's wow, man. That's you know, that was that was your first experience on the cruise ship doing that, doing a uh, pay gig. No, I've been no, nah, I've been doing um, uh, I've been doing cruise ships now for like for like three or four years now. Okay. Okay. No, my 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 first one was uh uh what it is uh Royal uh Royal Caribbean. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good I one. Was on for, I, I was on there for like a uh, uh like two weeks. So I've been doing cruises now. I'm gonna say for about four years now. Oh, that's amazing, man! I know them checks is fat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Send me a dollar. Oh, yeah. I seen one chick, it was so fat, I thought it was me. Yeah, that's nigga stupid. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> hey, look, before you forget, Bill, don't forget your thought, man. Uh I know you had something to say too. Um, so let's go ahead and go to go to Bell real quick before he lose it. Nah. You, you get nah, I was just saying, man, as a closer on the Suge Knight thing, man, I I I'll be, you know, I'll be can't wait to see a video be put out uh of you starting a series of you playing that character. Uh, even the voice, the the anything that you can use in any, any type of video, just remaking one of his videos oh, would we, definitely oh, we, give some popularity to your man. And, and the more you act in that, it, it had just been inevitable that you would get the part when something pop off, man. I, I, oh, the no, way we social media is uh, right now, bro, you know. We definitely, we definitely gonna do that. Uh, my wife got me doing, uh, my wife got me, doing TikToks and stuff like that. Like she really pushing me for the 
social media and stuff because I'm not I'm not good at the social media, and I really don't. I, honestly, I hate social media, but with what I'm trying to do, I know I have to use it. You know, she tell me all the time, like, okay, we know you can go on stage, we know you can make people laugh, but now you now you got to push your social media. Now you got to build your following. So, I told her about the whole idea that you told me about the show tonight. So we definitely finna start doing that as uh, soon as possible. So we definitely gonna use that 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 show tonight angle to hopefully grow my following and hopefully get me to the next level. So we definitely gonna take advantage of that. Yeah, that's a definite winner, bro. I I mean, like the the like the the just the way I look, so similar. You know what I mean? All you need is the voice, the character, the whole approach, uh, the delivery. It'll definitely pop off and be, do something really great for you. You know what I mean? We come in there later and do a with you now. We do a movie or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can like uh, I think the movie was um, the Harder They Fall. I'm not even sure if that's the name of the movie. I think Jay Z came out with it, like a cowboy movie. And the movie okay. was about, yeah, and it was a dope movie, man, on Netflix. I think it's The Harder They Fall. And um, he took all these characters that actually existed, but he put them, they put them in situations that didn't exist. So it was just dope right. to just take black characters and just put them in ways that you want to do it, how you want to create right. it, how you think they might react in a situation. And I think it would definitely be an asset for you uh, and definitely beneficial for your career, man. So more, more power to you, brother. I definitely enjoy talking to you, man. You got a lot going on. We definitely follow you on social media. The things that you do put up, uh, we do appreciate it. It keeps us in tune with what you got going on. You're in a whole other state. And we wouldn't know what you got going on unless you post it. So social media yeah. is definitely a valuable tool for you to use. Uh, for us to know what you got going on, man. So we really appreciate you. Keep hustling, grinding, coming to Bars of a Beef Live for us, traveling from Florida with your family, your mom, and your dad. You got an amazing job. You almost won your, your, your round against some artists, some rappers. You know what I mean? So it, 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 yeah. it, that's what Bars of a Beef is about, man. It, it's not just about one type of entertainment. It's a plethora, yeah. a plethora of, of entertainment. And, and you guys mix in and you push each other just to be better because you can always be better because ain't nobody perfect. You know what I mean? It's all about nah, progression. Man, was, so. Nah, man, it was nice, man. I really I really enjoyed myself when I came to that event, man. It was nice, well put together. Like I say, met some some cool people, man. It was, it was right. It was real nice. Man, I thank you for that compliment, my brother. Thank you for coming, uh, Tarika. I mean, what's if, going on? I mean, if um, if the kids, if the kids were asleep, I'd be a lot louder and more prompt. But I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to wake them up. Well, I just want to say that um, I believe in you too, Ira, and I really, really think that you know God is doing something in your life. You sound like a very uh, successful individual. Um, after hearing your story today, when I met you in person, I really, really felt like I was next to a celebrity. Not only did I feel like I was in the room with Suge, but I felt like I was in the room with the person that you are purpose to be. So I just wish you the best at, in all that you're doing. And I'm so glad that you got a supportive wife because black men need that. And um, I just pray that you just continue to push forward and keep making people laugh, have a good time. And um, I want to be on the radio. And I also want to. Oh, yeah. Um, Come on. You already know. On, on team, man. Let's do it. All right. I'm coming down. I'm coming to Florida. Yep. When y'all get everything together down there, I'll be down there. Oh, yeah. Our first, right. uh, if I'm not mistaken, our first uh, 
Our first show is the first week in November because it's every Friday. It's every Friday night from 7 to 8. So the first show is uh the first week in November. So, I mean, you you more than welcome to. Yes. You more than welcome to get on there. That's uh, you said the first week of November. Yeah, I don't got the calendar with me right now, but it's that it's that first Friday of November. That's that's gonna be our first uh show. Okay. Well, I remember you was talking about uh doing a stand up. Did you ever do that too? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did the um, uh, I did stand up. Uh, now I'm just waiting. Um, you know, for it to go through everything you got to go through to be approved and stuff like that because um, mm-hmm. of what i did what i did was i i invested in myself and recorded my own special which you know called fat boys winning of course right and um you know a friend of mine who filmed it you know he he's a scouting talent for netflix and stuff like that so he got a lot of insights to, you know, Netflix, uh, Amazon, you know, putting your stuff out there. And, uh, you know, I did it. Uh, it made it through the first round. It made it through the first round of people uh, for for the approval. So I think it got to go through two more sets of people before they'll give me a yes or no for Netflix. I know I could get it on Amazon and stuff like that, but... Um, Right now, I'm just waiting to see what Netflix is going to do. Uh, you know, if they don't approve it, I'm going to put it out on uh, uh, Amazon, Hulu, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sound like you know what you're doing. Sound like you know yeah, what you're yeah. doing, man. Yeah, I'm trusting, def- man. I wouldn't be doing it I, I, I if my wife were here. Like, but I tell y'all, man, she's the, she's the motor for real. Like, she... Well, uh, like she alley, she alley oop it, and I dunk it. Like it's like it's just like that. A great teamwork that I got. Oh, that's a that's a blessing, man. Absolute blessing, man. And uh, you're definitely a treasure to have <clears throat> at the uh, Bars Over Beef live show, man. And we look forward to having you at many more uh, of our competitions that we put together and different shows that we put together for you guys, because, you know, you guys are the reason why we, we continue to do these, these type of things. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're showing us your talent and, and we're going to show you ours. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're going to put something together and, you know what I'm saying? Make it happen for whoever is tapping in with us. We're going to pour it back into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Suge Knight, man, you, you know, I, I could see you. I could see you playing Suge Knight in a, in a movie, in, in like a in a, in a little what, what you call it, like a not a uh, like a short film. You know, you should yeah, do a short, short, film, short yeah. film. A a a a a different version of Suge, not a not a serious Suge. Just like Suge, if he was with the family and really chilling with the people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a. Uh, I'm gonna do a funny. I'm gonna do a funny goofy Suge Suge Knight type. Like should gonna have to get high on something yeah. he ain't never smoked before then. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, that's the first thing that's the first episode I was thinking about. Cause everybody know I don't smoke or drink. So that's gonna be the first thing I do. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like what's up? That like, what's up. Yeah, like I got it all worked out, man. So it's just you know, 
lining everything up. Speaking of dope, shit, shout out the dope in the building. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's happening? My partner in the building, man. We was just talking about dope. I release said he don't smoke it, so you know it is what it is. Hey, I have a quick yeah. question, man. You said you had shirts that said uh, "Fat Lives Matter." Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, I got shirts that say "Fat Lives Matter" and uh, "Fat Boys Win." So the fat, the fat lives matter. Are you selling that shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm selling it. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, cause like, cause like, cause like I say, like I, I put, I put it on as a joke, but it hit so good, and people started asking, like, "Hey, wait, where can I get the shirt from?" Blah blah. Because I wasn't selling them. I just, I just got a shirt made for for a show. I was selling my Fat Boys Winning shirt, and that's my brand. So I just added like the Fat Lives Matter because everybody laughed, like laughed at the shirt, like die hard laugh. Even police officer walked up to me and said, hey man, that's a funny shirt. Like I love that shirt. And he asked me did I have one. So I was like, okay, maybe that could be another shirt I sell. Yeah, definitely a segue to monetizing, man. Definitely conversion, man. Conversion is definitely a dope thing to do. And you can definitely convert something into a monetization. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So that's a dope right. idea. Great concept. Man, again, man, thank you for coming here, brother. Uh, we definitely enjoyed you. Enjoyed you in Atlanta. We appreciate you traveling and coming there and uh, getting on the show and, and doing your thing and participating in the competition. And you did an amazing job, man. Uh, so thank you for that. And shout out to your mom, your, your, your dad, and your wife and your kids, man. And to your whole career, brother. More many blessings, man. All your endeavors. Thank you for coming here as far as with Beast Conversions, dog. I really appreciate it. I don't really have anything else for you, man. I just want to give you flowers while you was here. My brothers, what they say now. It's, that's the new thing everybody say yeah. now. You know, <laughs> I like a certain yeah. kind of flowers and they ain't roses. You understand me? But it is what it is. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, man. Shout out to uh, Tarika, man, and also Rip, too, man, uh, uh, for holding it down in the room, man. And uh, Dope, we definitely uh, appreciate you as well. We just conducting this real quick interview. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Rip of uh, Tariki, I want to go ahead and jump in there and we can handle everything else in post. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Ira, uh, you know what I'm saying, for just being a part of, you know, Bars Over Beef and, and, and just our competition and what we had going on down here in Atlanta, man. Just appreciate your presence and, and your uh, intentional spirit uh, for bringing out, you brought, bringing out your parents out. You know what I'm saying? You brought your parents out, man. That, that speaks high volume. Um, it seems that your parents enjoyed themselves and had a good time at the event as well. Uh, so they were very nice and sweet people. So, you know, I just look forward to uh, seeing you guys at the next event. And, you know, um, again, man, thank you for just being intentional with your craft and, and coming out and, you know, being a part of our, our Bars Over Beef uh, Conversions podcast tonight and also the live show. Oh, man. No, thank y'all for having me, man, for real. I was going to say, did you have something, Tarika? I was going to say, I just hope everybody have a good night. And thank you again, Ira. And I can't wait to see what else uh, you have coming up. I'm super proud of you. Uh, pre I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. I really I really appreciate y'all, man. It's all about good vibes, man. Anytime I can, you know, get my name out there or I can do, like, interviews and stuff like that, I... I try to take advantage of it at all times. Well, well, well we, we, we're going to do you like an artist, man. Uh, 
You want to close us out with something? Close us out with a motherfucking joke. Well, I ain't got no joke, but I got a fact that I'm finna say. <laughs> I appreciate y'all so. I, I appreciate y'all so much that I gave up my nasty time. So, uh, what I'm finna do is <laughs> what, I'm finna, what I'm finna do is what I'm finna do is the key is the key is sleep and uh. I'm finna go ahead and lock the door for about two minutes and wake my wife up and tell her, "Hey, come on." About two minutes, okay? <laughs> I mean, right, listen, she, she already know I don't take a long time. Hey, come on, come on. Bye, Ira. Bye. Good night. <laughs> don't waste the two right, minutes. Guys. You got three. Go use two. I, <laughs> I got you. two minutes of four plays. Well, uh, again, man. Ayachi Media's Bars of Obese Conversions live with Media and Ira Lee. Uh, definitely, we appreciate you coming, brother. Oh, man, we're going to close it out. Uh, we'll definitely see you again. We'll definitely do another interview, man, and catch up with you later on and see what you got going on. you definitely moving, shaking the movement, man. You definitely got it going, dog. So we really appreciate you, man. Continue going. Just keep going, my brother. Just keep going. Uh, if you don't have anything else, man, if you'll leave us with something, man, it's on you. Uh, just you know, just uh, follow me on Instagram, comedian I relief, uh, Facebook I relief, and just look out, you know, for me and my wife, uh, podcast, uh, we got coming out, we got the radio show coming out, uh, uh, I got a show this Saturday in Fort Pierce, Florida, at the Sunrise Theater, then I got the Thanksgiving show in Miami, um, the the Christmas Eve show in uh, Port St. Lucie, and then I'm coming to a, I'm coming to California in April to do the Laugh Factory. That's a great opportunity for me. So, um, you know, just you know, follow me on my Instagram, Comedian Hourly, and Facebook Hourly. To, you know, to keep up with what I'm doing and stuff like that. And hopefully, y'all will see me on the big screen one day. Nah, not hopefully. Uh, we are. Appreciate we gonna, it. Yeah, yeah, that's how you gotta do. Just tell them you we we gonna y'all gonna see me on the big screen. Let, let's show music. Let's see your music. I release, ladies and gentlemen, comedian I release. He's not only a comedian, but he's an artist too. Part two right now. Yeah, this part two right here. This this nasty time hours. We gonna sign. We signing them out with the nasty time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me see what you talking about, Ira. Let me see what you talking about, Ira. Oh yeah, listen to it now. So listen to it now. To make love to a fat boy, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> You better believe it. Listen to it now. It gets nasty. So now we face to face. Ready to take your lace. Finna take up this place. Fuck you from 8 to 8. Ooh, get that pussy sweet. Put your mouth on me. Suck it just like a freak. So now we ain't complete. Ayachi Media, Bars Over Beat, Conversions Live with comedian Ira Lee. Man, we appreciate you, man. Shout out to your brother. We'll definitely meet with you again, man. This is Conversions. We out of here.